2: All right, hey, welcome everybody. This is Amanda,
0: Amanda podcast number one forty. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. Where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, bang. Maybe you'll find Texas. And if you're not in Texas, find it. Southeast corner of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we're at. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys. Whoa, not all
2: guys tonight! Yeah, it's Bill Very Paul.
0: first one, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to introduce the, the panel first, and uh, then we're going to go around the room. This is hard to believe, though, broken through on podcast number 140, that we're going to have a woman in studio, so lady we'll see how she fares so anyway this is uh <clears throat> we're not pastors we're just regular guys and what we do is each of us are on this deep spiritual journey and that's why you joined us you may have found us on iHeartRadio, <clears throat> itunes soundcloud facebook and we have a website which is at man dash up you can always post a comment question there we'll be make certain that we muddy the water here at the next podcast Basically, what we do here is uh, we take a, a ABF, uh, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School lesson, and we put a man's spin on it. And so, while you're out there, particularly in this in this climate and day and age, you can't have the deep discussions that we have here. And so, that's why we're so glad that you tuned in. We're in the Connect 360. We've been going through the fullness of Christ, doctrine, and study. And we're on Lesson 11, which is... Wisdom for relationships, and so I think you're going to understand why we have a woman here on this one. So we're getting the fireworks ready. I want to introduce the panel to you? Um, <clears throat> he's a regular and he's awesome. He's a professional policy writer and a bit of a gambler. That's Mister Steve Titches here. And back from working so hard, he is our class deacon. Also kind of an insurance guy. Kyle Trahan is here. And he's an attorney. He's a prosecutor. So he could defend you or throw the book at you. That's Michael Cropper. He's here. Can't do anything about an attorney. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and, uh, and we also have, he is a world-class Trainer for a Fortune 100 company. We call him the professor. It's Robert Koshu is here. And before I turn it over to Mr. Steve Titch, who organized and invited our guest, Dr. know. You're, you're really <laughs> <laughs> we well, hey, you're hey, really let us let's get this right here. Well see, <laughs> hey, hey, if it doesn't go well, you know, I just want to say go back to the start. <laughs> Dr. Sandy Fink-Templeton. Is that correct? Yeah. I had I, I was in a an adult Bible fellowship class years ago. And I, I hope I remember this right. But you, when they do the fellowship and they try to just get people to talk ahead of time, they were asking us what our favorite movies are or type of movie. And if I remember right, go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong. Dr. Templeton goes... Anything Violent with a High Body Count.
3: That's it. Was that <laughs> it? Yeah. And, in! You're right! <laughs> we got some so, so,
0: so that So that's what we got here. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm the host. We're glad you're here. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to turn this over to Mr. Steve Titch to introduce Dr. Templeton.
4: Well, I, I'm just going to say that um, Dr. Templeton is in my... Uh, adult Bible st- Fellowship class, my uh, Bible study class, uh, which uh, we've been and in for everybody
3: several. Everybody can call years me Sandy. <laughs> <Dr>. <laughs> Sandy. Hi, we
4: want to, and because we call her Sandy, that, that um, uh, not not just a, a cancer surgeon, a breast cancer surgeon, especially. Um, mm-hmm. And as as we mm-hmm. talk about this idea of um, wives submit to your husbands in Colossians three eighteen, we'll go through the whole. Whole uh, section in a minute where the the, the section is on relationships uh, as we've been going through Colossians and and we're getting toward the end of the letter and but we we want definitely a woman's perspective on this because having having four or five guys sitting around talking about the role of wives just just. It, it wouldn't feel right. So uh, we're, we're right. you now so, given, given the five of us right. here and Sandy. We're we're pretty evenly matched now. Right. Yeah, I was gonna so, say one of her meets up five of us <laughs> without a doubt. So, so uh, that's uh, it. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll
0: I'll pass it on to uh, let's let's go with uh, Deacon Kyle. How about your basic overview of uh, of today's lesson?
1: You know, it's uh, it was written in a different era, obviously. Right, you know, so the terminology is a little foreign, but uh, if you really break it down, and and Michael said it earlier, you know, the message really kind of lays it out a little differently, um, more into today's uh, terminology, and it it is still a very relevant piece. We can
2: understand it. Well, we can understand. (laughs) Well,
1: yes, but it's it's still a very relevant piece in our society. Excellent, Judge.
2: Yeah, real quick. You know me. I like to go back a couple lessons and talk about them just for a second. Uh, and, and Bill, I think you made the the comment that our lessons have been on relationships for the past three or four times. And uh, folks, just a reminder: lesson eight, and then we'll come up. We're on lesson eleven, by the way. And uh, I don't know if Bill or Steve said it yet. We're again we're in the Connect three hundred and sixty series: the fullness of Christ. Lesson eight was about relationships with your enemies who try to mislead you in how to serve Christ and we, and we, the the author of our lesson called them spiritual bullies and he said don't let somebody tell you how to eat, how to drink, how to celebrate Christ, how to worship them in the festivals or whatever you do. So uh, that, I call that relationship with bullies or enemies. Okay. The next one is relationship with ourselves, Paul in this in lesson number nine tells us how to control our earthly nature, uh, Paul presents a colorful description or list of characteristics we as Christians need to stop doing. And he tells us how to do that. And he says, put to death your, your fleshly nature, including sexual immorality, impurity, lust, greed, uh, which can be items of idol- idolatry. And if you do not, you will incur God's wrath. And by the way, folks, put to death doesn't mean strangle yourself, of course. It means... Uh, I was going so to say we, you'd miss me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and it means, and Paul says very clearly... Uh, focus your hearts and your minds on heavenly things. And in other words, replace your bad characteristics with good characteristics. And then finally, lesson 10, uh, I said this is relationship with our fellow Christians. And uh, Paul lists a number of virtues which you are to put on and we are to work on. He says, Clothe yourself in these characteristics. And he lists compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience love one another, forgive each other, and by the way, again, these are these are relationships we want to see in virtues we want to practice with other Christians, and he's pretty clear about that, and he says, put on peace, put on love, and teach and admonish each other, and worship worship God by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And then that brings us to today's lesson, which is relationship with our family. And it starts off, of course, with the, uh, the first verse that you talked about.
0: Now that you're all caught up to date, uh, Professor Koshu. Yeah, I'm going to go real short here. The, this We're going to spend quite a bit of
5: time, I imagine, on the first verse and the second verse we have to. So we'll spend some time there. But there is stuff across the board for relationships across the way. So just want to mention that in case we don't get all the way to it, because we are going to get stuck a little bit, I think. Right, right. So, but do want to mention that, that there's a lot in here for all other kinds of relationships
0: all right uh
3: i want
5: to i want to hear sandy's
0: idea i
5: want to hear how wrong we already all are so
3: I think you're right it's just relationships on how i mean everybody it's a relationship and it talks about relationships not only with wives but husbands each has a responsibility not only children but parents each has a responsibility and not only slaves but masters everybody has a responsibility to everybody else
0: for the natural order <coughs> and with that i'm going to go ahead and uh read the verses and we're in colossians this is three, eighteen through 25 wives Submit to your husband as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it, not only when their eye is on you and to win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong, and there is no favoritism. And then Colossians 4, one, Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know that you also have a master in heaven
5: so I'm gonna I I, I asked to start so I would do it so I'm gonna issue a disclaimer at first we are the no church answers tour because we literally do no church answers and we really believe in it and I'm gonna go off the cliff and go church (laughs) answering for a while only because I really just wanted to set the theology for this before we got started and so the two words here. So in 318, it says, husbands, wives, submit to your husbands. And then it says, husbands, love your wife. So I'm going to look at two words. In Greek, I actually pulled all my Greek stuff out. So the word submit is actually the Greek word that transliterates into English as hypotasso. And it is put in subjection, subject, submit to, obey, be under authority. And the love that's there for the men is agapeo. Which is the show or prove one's love, long for or place first in one's affection. Steve said something earlier, and one thing I'll always talk about is, I always talk a lot about read one translation versus the other translation. Kyle, a little later, I think is going to read the message. I think it's fantastic, especially verse 3, 318 in there. The other thing I will tell people is, always compare Scripture to Scripture. Where this passage gets everybody in trouble is, everybody wants to throw out. Wives, submit to your husband. And that's all they want to say about it. And they want to leave it at that. So, Steve sent out, everything I found was New Testament. Steve sent, and I totally forgot about Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. I am not going to read all the passages, by the way. Um, blog post coming later with all the scripture passages referenced in them. Um, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 is a great example of, what a, of a perfect wisdom for a wife. Sp- Steve sent that out. So I'm just going to start with that because that is context well, for
4: everything that goes in the New Testament. That well that even more so. That set of verses throws that whole which idea, yeah, which <laughs> that that there is some sort of authorized patriarchy right. in Christianity which comes Comes from both sides. Yes, you'll hear it criticized, but you'll hear people in the church say, and and that's actually my <laughs> wife point out. That's it, and it's kind of tacked on there at the end of Proverbs, but it really demonstrates that biblically a woman does not have to be, uh, the you know there basically serving the husband. Right. Right. Uh, it's more of the idea of support. But the in this in, in Proverbs, and you can read part of it, there's a tremendous amount of agency that this woman has. She's running the house. Yeah. She's trade she's yep. making she's doing business. She's she's and and the husband's out there. just. This is very important. The husband sits at the gate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's (laughs) the job. That's That's the job. But but likewise, the the, at the ends with with woman having um, also beside him at the gate. at the end. No, that that's a great point. mm. So first of all, you
5: have to always go back to Ephesians five twenty two through six nine, which is kind of the bigger setup with this, and that talks about a willing yield one's right. Mm -hmm. And it's a mutual submission on both sides. And interestingly enough, and this was something I pulled out, the word obey never appears in Scripture in relation to wives. Obey appears in relation to children and slaves, but never wives. So that you can throw totally out. A lot of the other stuff of this, um, I got from a book that I've had for quite a while, um, written by E. Earl Ellis. He was the professor emeritus of practical theology. At Southwestern Baptist Seminary before he passed on. And he kind of laid out three key pieces. He said there was always equality and subordination in references Philippians 2-6 and 1 Corinthians 113 3 3-16. Mutuality of obligation relating to other relationships as well. For 1 Corinthians 12:25, um, Romans 13, 1 through 7, and 1 Timothy 2:1. And then he talked a lot about unity and diversity in here as well and referencing out Galatians 6.15, Galatians three three and verse 27, Romans 10.12, 1 Corinthians 6.17, 12 and then verse 12.13 and then big time in Galatians 3.28 where he talked about in Christ there is no male and no female. You know, there's only one.
3: Man, uh, <laughs> Mike's are pulling his Bible out. First no, uh, no
5: no Peter two eighteen and three seven and then work. finally First right. Timothy chapter two, which is aimed primarily at the wife's attitude towards her husband. Once mm-hmm. again, all this coming in a blog post. Okay. So Why? you know, with all the references out there, I just kind of wanted to lay it out a little bit that that the mm-hmm. where everyone gets in trouble is they want to isolate this scripture to itself. And you really can't do that. You have to look at it in the context of the entire Scripture and Paul's entire attitude because that's where we do get it. That's where we end up with the guy standing up there, wives, you have to submit to your husbands because they want to try to read their narrow view into it.
2: Well, that, that infers a point. Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 he <layered> it! <laughs> <laughs> it, means, it means these women... We're rebelling. <laughs> He's telling him to. Sub- not really. I'm just kidding. But it, 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 what it infers here is, you have a choice, ladies, wives. You have a choice, right? right? You do not have to blindly obey your husband and and be a slave to him. It, and it says, choose to do this. This is the right thing to but, do. But wait, right? that this is the oh, whole wait, thing here. Okay, go oh, yes. ta- ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. talking
3: about women should be allow themselves to be abused. I think that, in all honesty, if you read the second part, husbands love your wives and do not be harsh with them. I mean, if you go back to the First Corinthians versions of, of love, then they have the much more difficult uh, mm-hmm. task. So, if he's loving me correctly, then I'm not uh, submission's not really going to be an issue.
2: Ah! <laughs> oh man! I'm, I'm
4: <laughs> taking that though, what? Go ahead. Two. As as Kyle said, right at the start, this was written a long time ago. I still think they had the same kind of family relationship issues, maybe d- d- different types of them, but at heart, I think people were still the same. And at, I am fully aware of Christian households out there that live by. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and you've been and you go and let's say you go to some men's groups. And you hear well, you know, this is the way it's supposed to be. The thing is, and, and this is this is why we're here, it isn't that way anymore. Um you're you've got a you've well, got a daughter, right? Hey, um yeah,
3: I'm looking yeah, at I Bill
4: do. Ned. Attitude. and, and she, she suppose suppose the time comes when she brings the man who wants to marry her come home. You sit down with him, and he talk. You talk. Yeah, he's a fine Christian, and he says, "Well, Mister Cox, my life verse is Colossians three eighteen, and I expect Natalie to fall in line." <laughs> what are you going to say? I'm
0: going to feel man, sorry. Best, I know his daughter. I'm
5: going to feel sorry for that young man at the moment. Of, best of
0: luck. <laughs> I've had her about 20 years and hadn't worked for me, so uh, the only thing I'm going to tell whoever takes my daughter, whoever wins her over, she comes with a no return.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But but, but seriously, in in this thing, I mean, this is why we asked asked Sandy here, is your Christian families... You know, are no longer, you know, especially in the South, the, the, where I think the idea of the husband going out, doing his job, the wife at home with the kids, where that was presented as some, not only as a social ideal, but some kind of biblical
3: you know, my husband Amen. always yes. has this to say, and I always, I always think it makes a lot of sense. He says, you know, back in Genesis, <laughs> whenever God created male and female, Genesis one twenty he says, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. He didn't say, men you go rule over, and women you go go rule over.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That that, that was a fairly equal division there.
3: (laughs) He said both of them. He gave them both the same commandment.
0: I just look at uh, the example that my parents said, and uh, we were farmers, but my dad also worked a, a factory job because our pig farm didn't pay enough. Um and there was a definite division of labor. You know, my mother organized and ran the house. I did very little in the house. I have four sisters. They did that. I worked on the farm, you know, with my grandpa across the street and stuff. Um but the thing about it was is that my my mom like sandy was talking about um it was almost as if they were equal partners and my dad didn't question what my mom had to spend or what she needed to get for the house whatever he he trusted her judgment and then and she in turn pretty much trusted what he was going to do for the farm until he bought this new combine one year and she was, <laughs> she was, she, went, she, went, she went crazy about that, that's for sure. Got to but, ask on but that. But yeah, one. but it was almost as if it was it, it took two people to operate that kind of a a home <coughs> setup. And and, and well, so that's kind of what it was.
5: And and I think that's where we all get all wrapped around the axle and crazy about it because we're expecting women are this and men are this and there's a there's definitely a difference in the roles today because more than more than likely based on the numbers i see floating around at least 75 to 80% of the women are working outside the home now All right. so if a guy thinks he's going to come home and sit in the barco lan- lounger and have his beverage while the wife cooks and cleans and laundry and everything Good luck. <laughs> right,
0: right. You know,
5: it, it, it's just a—it's a division now, and, and even more so. And 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 I'm going to go back to Steve's point on the agency that's listed in Proverbs, because at that point, the wife ran the house; the man did whatever he was doing sitting at the gate. But you know, if you're if you are not if your wife is not quote unquote running the house and has to work outside the house then in reality guys guess what we talked about last week the millennial article that's linked out on our website you got to be stepping it up you know and doing and it's not just taking the kids and dropping them off it's not just giving them a bath. it's being a part of their lives it's taking care of things you know my wife and i for years we both worked outside the house we have a rule at the house whoever cooks the other one has to clean first one home has to cook I try to beat her home all the time because I hate cleaning. <laughs> I like to cook,
4: you
0: know. Man, and, she I,
5: doesn't, and she doesn't like it when I cook because I'm a guy, so I'm a messy cooker. <laughs>
0: right. uh-huh. I can't cook, but man, can I thaw, and I can buy. I can buy, too. I'm
3: really
1: good at that. See, I, I do both sides of it. I, I cook and I clean, mm-hmm. and I do the majority of it. Yeah. yeah. I shop mm-hmm. the majority of the time, you know. I think everybody um, has
3: their strengths but, and weaknesses. Yeah, and you you're to, too.
1: Uh, I, I used to be—I was in the retail business for 12 years. You know, people—I can walk in on Christmas Eve and be out in 10 minutes. People will look at me and, oh, yeah, I'm a serious power shopper. I'm laser focused. I know how they merchandise the stores. I get in. And I'm sorry, when it's busy, guys, drop your basket on the baby aisle because no one is on that. And you can just walk around with and pick up your stuff. And then you throw it back in. That's a good and shopping And baby dish. aisle is usually in the middle of the store. So good tip for everybody out there. Pet aisle works almost as well. I'll
2: uh, submit to your husband's husband's husband
1: husband's. <laughs> right. So we Kyle were we were to gonna <laughs> right. um, we were gonna read the message there. Well hold
0: on, we gotta take the hard break. This is uh, okay. podcast number one forty. We will be right back.
5: You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest growing shows in its segment want to book a speaker show or post a comment go to man up on facebook or our website www.man-up spiritual oasis.com and now back to the no church answers tour and the fellows of man up
0: and welcome back this is man up spiritual oasis for men we're not pastors we're just regular guys on this faith journey with each of you. And thank you so much for tuning in. You might've found us on iHeartRadio, on iTunes. All of our podcasts are archived on SoundCloud. We also have a Facebook page, which is at man-up and a website, which is at man-up spiritualoasis.com. We are in the fullness of Christ, which is a Baptist way 360 Baptist way, press three hundred and sixty uh, study guide, And, uh, we are in wisdom for relationships studying colossians and we just read uh 3 18 through 25 but deacon kyle is going to break out the message
1: bring it a little more up to date all right so uh, starting there at verse 18 wives understand and support your husbands by submitting to them in ways that honor the master husbands Go all out in love for your wives. Don't take advantage of them. Children, do what your parents tell you. This delights the master no end. Parents, don't come down too hard on your children or you'll crush their spirits. Servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters. And don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Do your best. Work for the heart... Excuse me, work from the heart for your real master for God, confident that you will get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The sullen uh, servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up bad work. And then... uh, verse one there in, in chapter four and masters treat your servants considerately. uh be fair with them don't forget for a minute that you too serve a master god in heaven
5: i like that go all out in love for your wife yeah. you know from the men's perspective i mean that really describes it, it is valentine's day guys fyi two days out Take care of business,
0: <laughs> dude. You're disappointing me, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just yeah. reminding the guys. You know, yeah.
5: but but it but it's really go all and and that's a really good expression to use. I think is go all out because it's not just a little bit you're supposed to go. It's you're supposed to give everything for
2: your wife.
4: Well, that's the I got pay idea. Oh, absolutely, okay. it is. It is.
2: Well, I remember Bill was Bill was telling us about his, his past experience in the, uh, on the pig farm, and I, I remember growing up, my dad was from World War II and went through it and everything, and I can remember coming home every evening, and he did exactly what you said they should do. He came home from work, and went and sat in the chair, drank a beer, watched TV, all evening, didn't help with the dishes, didn't help cooking, do anything, and and. And I thought, you know, gosh, that looks awful lazy to me. Maybe I'll try that someday. <laughs> but it didn't work. No, you're absolutely correct. The, the Bible clearly says there's a husband's love your wives. As, as uh, Robert says so succinctly, and, and the message says go all out and love your wife. Folks, remember how you treated your wife when you were dating, right? You may not feel like doing it after you're married, but do it. Treat your wife like the girl you dated and you were in love with. I believe that's what it says. And, and, and all these verses that we're looking at that are so important is, do these things even though you don't feel like doing them. Servants, serve your master with all your heart. Do it in an ethical way because you know God is watching you children obey your parents even though you don't feel like it even though they you don't agree with what they want you to do because this is pleasing to the Lord as long as it's what not sin and evil that they want you to do lying or stealing stealing <laughs> so all these things are that, that's something very important is you don't often feel like doing these things right you're well going to do the, it because it's the right the thing form. about it is for, uh, talking about
0: the children uh, mm-hmm. for example sure um, I mean they don't come with a manual And so, basically, how we treat our children is reliant a lot on how you were treated as a child by your parents, either good or the bad part too, whereas the bad part in my instance was the first bunch of years of my life, I didn't really see my dad. I only saw notes that he'd leave me, but I had my grandpa. So he kind of was my substitute dad, you know, for a while. And and as I was, was raising my children, that's one of the things that I wanted to correct. So I did as much as I could with my kids when they were young, uh, that kind of thing. You know, and, and I think this is generational, you know. You do what worked or you thought worked from your parents, you use those same thing on your children, and with a little bit of luck, they'll do it on theirs, yeah. too. You know. You
3: know the other thing is when we move on down to twenty and twenty-one. I think one of the things that I really struggle with is I want my kids to obey me, but sometimes I push and pick at them enough <laughs> that I embitter them, and, oh, and yeah. that's a very easy thing to. Push them. I mean, almost very similar to the 18 and 19 verses. It's easy to push them to make them obey me, but not realize that I'm not being encouraging to them.
1: Well, it's okay. You only said fathers don't do it. Mothers, (laughs) mothers are just fine. Mothers are not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and and
5: and I'm kind of like you, especially in our in our A-type driven personality. You know, where you're comparing your kids to everybody else's kids. Yeah you know, when, when, you know, you feel like, you know, at one point I remember sitting there thinking, gosh, my kids only do scouts and church and band and science club at school. My kids aren't, aren't involved enough. Cause yeah. I was trying to compare yeah. them to yes. other yes. kids yes. that were yes. doing yes. for yes. other yes. sports yeah. and everything else. And it was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and so, but when we get caught up in that, we do tend to want to push them. Yeah. And I agree with you, Sandy. I think it's easy to get on the... And I'm a guy, so I can't be blamed for it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to push them yeah. to the embitter. And, dis- and I like the word discourage yeah. them as well as embitter there, because you mm-hmm. discourage I think
2: them. that is do not provoke your children like, oh, that was really stupid, son, or that was yeah. really dumb, or that mm-hmm. don't be an idiot, you know, because I had that happen to me a couple times. And and you're either do one or two things like this says you're going to You'll become, become discouraged, or you're going to buck up and rebel against them, right? Mm-hmm. You got two ways you're going to go when you're attacked like that verbally. And
1: yeah. Well, even when you are an idiot and you deserve it, the terminology <laughs> so <right>. and the <laughs> phrasing and the temperament and all of yeah. that make a, a major difference. You know, using that terminology just demeans them, you know.
4: No, no we. Um, we can say a lot about our parents. Like you were saying, you could say oh, they did the best they could, and, and sometimes that's the best thing you can say, but that doesn't mean the best they could, doing the best they could in their generation, is this, by mimicking that, we're doing the best we can in our generation uh, because we know more, we know more about our kids. You know, it, it, so, so, uh, so if your father would whack you upside the head for doing something, well, that was pretty much standard. These days, we know that it's not the smartest thing to do, at least repeatedly over over little things, <laughs> or continually, you know, call your kid names. Um, and so, by doing that now, that's that's different. And and in, in this whole section, what I think I think you basically every generation has to take these words in their own in, in the context of what what they're going through now. So um, today you know 30 40 years ago wives submit to your husbands meant a different thing and was interpreted as a different thing. It did not stay content. It was as a case in point, Paul uses the word slaves in this to obey your earthly masters. Slaves were a fact of life. Yep. In there. first century, I mean, it's not. This is not a biblical endorsement of slavery. Nope. It's not, you know, the idea that there should be slaves. It's just that there were slaves that existed, and he was addressing that situation. Well, and, and um,
5: take that to a modern translation. That one always takes me back to life at work. You know, employees, yeah, you know, and how they're they're employees, employees, message Does that? But mm, but,
4: but, where, but 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 we're dealing with that. Is that in this in in relationships now in twenty twenty, the idea of. Either wives submitting, which we, the lesson talks about, and, and you, you caught it. The verb doesn't. Yep. The English word "submit" is a little different from the Greek verb, which has implications yep. of support, mm-hmm. of being alongside, of of being a partner. Yep. Uh, and of course, we talked about love your love your wives. Now you know back then, in our father's day loving your wives well i went out and i worked in a rat race i brought a paycheck home all of that now it's as we were talking about last week it's making dinner it's it's being there to support your spouse because she is out there working as well and and it also supporting her professional goals and mm-hmm. on, on top of that and and like that uh, that that these are this is a this is part of of her life, and what she wants to do, she is, she is she, you, you support her as much as, as she supports you.
0: And that comes down to paying attention. And, because uh, I'll never forget my dad uh, my, uh, we, we went to a, a Mennonite church <coughs> and my mother brought out the bulletin and in front of me and my dad said, look at this it was Mrs. Levi Lambright Mrs. Scott Miller, Mrs., and my mom looks at me and looks at my dad and says, that's not right. Those women have their own identity, (laughs) okay? Uh, My mother was a pianist, and she was a guest pianist at the church. My dad made sure that when they printed the bulletin, it was Mrs. Doris Your dad was ahead of his time. He was ahead, (laughs) and you know what? That was a little thing,
1: yeah.
0: But he knew it was important.
1: It was little to the church. It was little to the church to her.
0: It was huge to her, and it didn't happen very often. And when she saw that, it it made her. uh, It was a full body smile, you know. (laughs) When something is just right, and as a spouse, if you pay attention, you have the opportunity to have those kind of moments with your spouse, your children, you know, even if you're an employer, slave and, you know, have a slave and master relationship, well, if you pay attention, you get a chance to have those moments. And I think it all goes back to,
5: when we follow Christ, there is a balance and a symbiotic relationship, for lack of a better term, in all of these relationships. A husband and wife has a partnership together where they are supporting each other and doing things they want. And and I'm just going to throw out there, my wife is a redheaded half-Greek. So if anybody thought I was going to get my wife to submit,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so while I mean, Sandy, we're kind of talking about the idea. So what is in, in your personal experience as as a as a professional, as someone who's really worked hard at your profession and uh, and probably has made sacrifices and your your approach? How does how do you see your your experience? both in family and professional, fitting
3: in with
4: kind of this whole... Biblical idea, the way, it, 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 the way I mean, it's described. I, I like, guess
3: it's easy for me because I have a husband who's really amazing. He
4: loves her. He <laughs> really
3: does. He loves me, and he really works to try to support me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in all honesty, he's a pretty laid-back guy, and he doesn't have many things that he really cares about. So this is a silly example, but, you know, one of his big things is he doesn't like uh, to... Um, trademarks are a big deal to him so when, like, I remember when we went to New York City, you know, they had the ripped off copies of all the movies, and he was like, nope, we're not getting those. I was well, like, okay, copies. we're not getting them, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that was something that I didn't care about, but it really was important to him. So... Bill, appreciates
4: He's a film producer. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure probably... I, mean, he, 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 I
3: he my bootleg leg all the time. It's yeah. a big, big deal to him. So it's things like that that, to me... it wasn't as big of a deal but I'm happy he I'm happy to respect that and if he doesn't want us to watch bootleg movies that's okay with me. <laughs> I mean that sounds like a silly example no, but, but but there aren't many things that he basically says no this is really important to me and I think mm-hmm. that you know because he uses it wisely Whenever he says, this is a big deal and this Mm -hmm. is important, it makes you listen. If everything was important and everything was a big deal, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, yeah, whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) the next big deal.
5: Maybe that's that's part of the lesson is is learning. Like you said, Kyle, what seemed to be a small thing, Mm -hmm. what Bill's example was, in knowing what the real big things, and I'm going to say it this way, knowing what the real big things are. That maybe that's where the balance is here that we find. You know, what are the real big things? You know, I happen to know my wife does not like dishes in the sink overnight, no matter what, not even one glass. (laughs) You know, so trying to make sure that I do the pack and and
3: well my it, husband could work on that <laughs> <laughs> well i
5: could occasionally okay. do I, I might have woken up this morning and realized that the dishes didn't get put up and but before i left for work i took care of that real quick <laughs>
3: home a few times from extended <laughs> meetings and said really you can't put the dishes in the dishwasher <laughs> but all in all he does an amazing job of taking care of us and our family and we have a little bit of swapped roles he's really mm-hmm. the one who's in charge of the kids so mm-hmm. he's the one who knows what the ki- where the mm-hmm. kids are supposed to be and what they're doing and, and, uh, and that is really he's wonderful with that
4: how when I don't know if you have ever run into it, mm-hmm. but if you if you ran into some someone judgmental, someone we talked about in well, I guess for you chapters back was saying, "Sandy, you're not doing
3: it right." Both my husband <laughs> and I have both been the stay-at-home parents at times mm-hmm. in our lives, and we both agree that working outside the house is much easier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but do you
4: get any blowback from from uh, and I either let's let's say any any church environment or any christian environment that uh, that this uh, that you're doing it wrong or that somehow it's wrong and and if if so what would you say or is or would you
3: just laugh i think we just laugh but we know it works for us Mm -hmm. and we don't really care what other people Mm -hmm. say Mm
0: -hmm. well it's kind of funny though um my wife is an interior designer and i work as a contractor okay She does much higher-end stuff than what me and my guys do. And yet, when people will see us on site, (laughs) they assume I'm the boss, which is not true. (laughs) you got to do what the designer says before the Mm -hmm. crew can start working. Mm -hmm. And it's just so funny how those stereotypes are still always out there. Mm -hmm. They look at me, oh, you know... The big stupid guy—he must be in charge. Where?
2: Well, they, they don't say true. stupid. Do they well, say stupid? Well, yeah.
0: Only if they talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know. that,
2: that's, interesting.
0: that's interesting. But but yeah, they, they come up. I mean, and it happens well, predictably you, you, pretty you much all the time. You might
2: that your wife is very short, right? And, <laughs> and you're what six foot six one? Yeah. I'm six foot.
0: She's uh, five, four eleven. Four eleven. Yep. Yeah. But man, can she bark! <laughs> all right we're getting down to the end let's go ahead and we're gonna get some uh summary from the fellas and uh michael cropper yes bill any takeaway sure. or any kind of summary uh, that you just, have
2: on this just some practical comments uh, folks uh, and, and i mentioned earlier um uh, the, the, the first line, wives submit to your husbands as is fitting uh, in the Lord, and of course the, the message said, wives understand and support your husbands by submitting to them in ways that honor the master. Folks, uh, to me, the wives have a choice of whether they honor their husband or not. And this doesn't say necessarily to Christians either. This, whether you're a Christian or not, you should be respectful to your husbands, your husband mm-hmm. should love your wives. Just practically, I want to tell you, treat your wives, first of all. Well, first of all, wives, honor your husbands, whether they're Christian or not. You're supposed to do this. This is right in the eyes of the Lord. As long as what they're doing is right, as long as they're not asking you to do something that's sinful or wrong, uh, such as lies, steal, anything like or that. Or that they're
3: not physically abusing you. I'm
2: sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's correct. I, I, they're not physically Absolutely. And then, uh, husband, love your wives. Do not be harsh with them. Uh, and I I made a comment, love your wife is a gift from God. Tell her you love her, even if you don't feel like it. If And uh, uh, love your wives. Show them the affection you did when you were dating. I mentioned that earlier. Bring her flowers. If she doesn't like flowers, bring her chocolates. And, and again, <laughs> I, I want to... <laughs>
1: Again, it's Valentine's Not Day. Not every day. It, well, <laughs> flowers <laughs> and, and, and chocolates. Right. Go do, do the well. dishes. Or, the husbands, image. if
3: you really want oh, oh, to, Tell just us. come home, do the dishes, cook dinner, have everything done so the wife can go put her feet up on the couch and you can hand her a glass of wine or a beer.
2: Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm scratching those words. No, no, no. <laughs> listen to what she just said. <laughs> <laughs> What's, their their know, <laughs> What's the next <laughs> idea? For you to help them, right? Is right. that correct? Yes. Okay, yes. that's very important. Anyway, uh, I will let the others talk about those two things. Mr.
1: Pink, Kyle, okay. you should I be all we over it. do at least have Pink in the room for the yes. day? We yeah. You know? Oh yeah. That's right. I didn't do it today. I thought, well, I'll get bill a reprieve for once, and we're green. Right. But I'm, I'm glad Sandy brought that you know, along. Good for you. Um, it irritates Bill so if you didn't know that um, so Wednesday is usually my pink day and I'll wear a pink tie or shirt or something um, something that Robert said earlier is you know so many people get fixated on that, that first line uh, of this segment here of why I submit to your husband blah 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 it just reminds me of the news you know you'll have a, a, a speech from anyone doesn't really matter who it is They'll take that one good little sound bite out that they want to use yeah. and extort for whatever their purpose is, whether it's a good attorneys. Or bad or bad. Attorneys. Too. Oh, <laughs> attorneys are the worst on that. But, um, you know, it's trying not to have that news mentality and read it for what it is and um, the spirit of the law would be a good way. You know, rather than just focusing on exactly the words, because it wasn't written last year. Mm -hmm. Professor Koshu.
5: Yeah, I'm not going to really summarize this. I mentioned earlier I am going to have a blog post coming in a few weeks that will kind of break down all the scripture and theology I work through. Apologies again to the No Church Answers people that listen to us but I really wanted to hit that. Um, we did put a new blog post out that really expounded on Podcast 135 when we talked about a church being more than steeple and a church bell tower. And so encourage everybody to go out to our website at manupspiritualoasis.com and go read that blog post. We're back in we're back posting blog posts on a fairly regular basis now. So we've got
4: another one coming on Help Me Steve. Um, uh, well, it's going to align with um, something that's close to Bill's heart, Men Matters, Men's Matters, and that Men Matter. Uh, I'll leave it at that because, because I, I don't want to... We will be talking about that maybe in an upcoming podcast. Yep. I don't want to step on that instead. It's yep. uh, Bill's concept. Save that for Bill. I've got um, this one from
5: today coming in a couple of weeks, and I've also got one that I've just about finished on the weeds of the world versus the fruit of the spirit for the last couple of
1: <laughs> conversations. That is so excellent. we've
5: got, yeah. we're actually out there, so if you want some more detailed content, and we should have, and we'll have this available hopefully if I can get the email thing set up right, um, email devotions where you can request devotions from man up for Lent.
0: So oh, that is very nice professor I'm trying to work on
5: so men focused devotions for lent to kind of focus yourself and make yourself
0: matter for lent. Excellent. Mr. Steve Titch.
4: Um we pretty much summed everything up. It's uh
1: we've stumped the policy writer yeah have made words is rare
2: he's our country. he's not again it's
4: it's uh, it's a question of uh, <clears throat> not uh, not pulling stuff out of context looking at everything uh, all the all the scriptural references that <laughs> that Robert gave us I want to go back and, and, and especially uh, uh, look at 31, Proverbs 31.10 So um, just the first couple of verses. Um, A wife of noble character who can who find she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. And the rest, as I said, there's a lot of agency here. The woman in this, in who is idolized in this verse, uh, manages the house, makes decisions, trades, makes money, does handles the money. She is not. She she is entrusted with a lot of the household. Uh, and at the same time, supports her husband, but she is not, she is not just another servant by any means. And these, we we can take away from this that uh, it isn't about, uh, there isn't there isn't a biblical edict that men run the house, and that women are are completely to be subjugated. To men, and and in this day and age, I think a, a a man, a young man, who goes into a relationship with that expectation, it's not going to go well. Uh, we're laughing, it's not. I mean, you, as much you know, I don't care what your dad tells you. I don't care what you see around you. Uh, if you want to, a loving uh, a loving marriage, uh, it involves a lot more work and a lot more true equal partnership, a lot more Proverbs 31 than Ephesians 20, uh, than, than, than uh, Colossians 3, 3.18. 3.18. But, and one more thing, Ephesians, 3.18 kind of encapsulates Ephesians 22, uh, that's 5.22 through through 33. Uh, in that section of Ephesians uh Three verses apply to wives. The rest, about uh, it, looks like uh, nine more apply to the husbands. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so Sandy, Doc, Sandy had to leave. So I'll let Bill address that. But I just
0: want okay. To now, to, now I can say what I really want. to say. I Now oh, I can.
5: I, just wanted. To, I wanted to. Hey, thank her for being here. And B, I will validate. I know she's in Steve's Sunday school class, but I will validate everything she said. About her kids and her husband, I had the privilege. I've taught all three of her children Sunday school, and I've co-taught with her husband on mm-hmm. numerous occasions up in the youth department on, for a while now. And everything she said is true, as far as how their household runs and all of that. So it, it, it's they have a great partnership, and they are a great
0: example of what these verses really mean. I think one thing about this uh, this particular uh, scripture is that. <clears throat> It's gears, that when the gears are working together, your life will work together. When the wives are working with their husband and the husbands are loving their wives and the children are obeying the parents and the parents aren't exasperating the children and making them bitter. And when you are working for a boss who... And you're working as if you're working for God, and he and you have a boss that recognizes that and pays you fairly. Really, that's the picture of a well-oiled machine and a very good life for a person to live at. And I think that's that's one thing that we miss uh, when we just take it scripture by scripture, and the fact that this is a well-oiled this is a well-oiled machine in society if it runs like this. And this is Man Up. Man Up Podcast number 140. Glad that you are here. We are on iTunes. Of course, we're on uh, SoundCloud uh, where we have everything archived. We are on iHeartRadio. Uh, we're at, on Facebook at Man-Up and we have a website at man com. So if you feel like it, go ahead and post a comment or a question. We'll be more than happy to answer it here at the at the podcast. Wanna make sure that we encourage each and every one of you uh, not only to listen to us every week, but uh, get involved in a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go. Go participate, find a small group, maybe of, of just men, so you can talk and encourage each other the way we do it here. And if there is one, start one. This is men up!